everybody. This is Heather, your host of Sex, Love, and Injectables, or as I like to call it, The Shit Show. And we are starting a new segment called Divorced and Ready to Single. And with it being our first one, I feel it's appropriate to include my sister from another mister who you guys have heard before, my best friend, Mary. She is also a professional divorcee. And since this is our first episode uh, talking about divorce, it's going to be a little bit serious, but we're just going to dive into the dirty. So, Mary, let's just get right in there. Are you ready for this? Ready for the mud. Hold on one moment. I feel like we need to prepare for this. Yeah. All right. Um, drink. Yeah. Drink. Drink. Cheers. Yeah. Uh, P.S. Can I also shout out to that intro because it's so <laughs> badass. Shout out to Heather. John and Heather. <laughs> Just kidding. Good All job, right. John. I'm going to open my drink. Mm. One moment. I think we're going to need it. It's like that little Wayne thing, you know, where he lights his lighter. Every Ooh. episode, we're just going to start episode. like. Click, click. You mm-hmm. just have to do it. Yeah, snap, snap. I like it. All right. So, Mary, like I said, you're a <sighs> professional divorcee. You've been divorced longer than I have. So you're a little bit more vested into the divorcee lifestyle. Um, so tell me a little bit about your previous or I guess your last <laughs> Your last marriage, because you've done this more than once. No judgment, but tell me, like, how did you meet? How old were you? When did you get married? How long were you married? Like, let's just, let's get into the, the stuff. Man. The yuck. This is the mud. There's not enough white claws in the world for this, but. No, there's not. um, Yeah, no, the first time I will say it was like, uh, I wouldn't, it was, uh, I I was very young. How old were you again? I've heard this story. I know, but it's like weird to talk about because it's so long ago. But it, I was 21, got divorced at 22. Okay. So less than I a mean, year. And I feel like, does it that was like even a bad count? break? No, it doesn't. I've had way worse breakups. It was just yeah. like a little bit of paperwork and it, it was only one signature. I don't like, I feel like, like there was nothing. Yeah. It, wasn't, like it was just was, a breakup. That was just a little like, I just I, changed my name. Yeah. And stuff, you, but that you, was it. You just test drove marriage. Like it, it didn't count. Yes, papers were signed. Exactly. Things happened, but you that doesn't count. Oh, so, God, I'm going to have heart palpitations. I know. Heart palpitations. It happens. So tell me tell me about your last okay. marriage that counted after the test run. Yeah. So it was like a few weeks. Uh, no, this is so circle of trust with a lot of people. But um, I'm like no. circle tree of trust <laughs> with all of you bitches. Okay. We, we will find out who you are. Yes. Uh, so it was, um, like a month or two after my divorce was technically finalized, although it had been the whole relationship, the whole marriage was less than a year and it was a few months of divorce, whatever. So, um, after that, it was like a few, I was 20, I was 22, 23, 23, whenever I met. Let's just, um, well, we can't call him John. So John, what let's we call, call him? him Mr. Whiteclaw. Oh, Mr. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm here I mean, for it. I it mean, was I, there. The thing is, is now I'm going to hate drinking my Whiteclaw. Ooh. You know? I do love Whiteclaw. So, yeah. Okay. Well, let's call him oh. Chad. Ooh, Chad. Nobody likes a Chad. Nobody likes Chad. Sorry, Chad. But Sorry to all the Chads out there. This Chad is not a good Chad. Or it, it, he's a fine Chad. Whatever. It's a situational Chad. But um, I was married, got married. I We dated. 
I got straight knocked up seven months in. Happens. Yeah. I was in, and don't judge. I was in, in my career and I thought I never wanted to have kids. And I was taking precautionary measures to make sure I separated my laundry. Yeah. If you listen to the last podcast, it's about like, we did the laundry. We separated the laundry because safety first. Ironically, we did laundry on the first day. (laughs) I'm just saying. Happens. It does. Uh, So seven months in, we were, we were in love. We were in love, but I got pregnant and um, we got, I was from a small town. We got married four months later. So, uh, so seven months in you were pregnant, got engaged, and then you were married by the time you guys were together for 11 months, not even a year, not even a year. I just want to make sure I still know how to do math. Yeah. And, and like, uh, we, uh, yeah, we, when we got married, we were happy and, uh, we were crazy about each other, but we didn't really know each other. And we, um, Got divorced after like almost five years. So I don't married, really know. I, it was so long ago. I don't. I, I that's don't fair. Know. Okay, so married married for five years. Tell me a little bit about what happened because I get this question on my social media all the time, and it, it's my fault. And I can't even say it's my fault. I ask for this life. I'm an open book. I feel like there's nothing about me that I won't share with anybody. I'm not worried about what people think about me. So. You know, when I went through my own divorce, I didn't really publicize it. And I think that kind of freaked people out because mm-hmm. they just thought everything was fine. And then they're like, oh, my God, what happened? So um, I get a lot of questions of my divorce. Like, how did it happen? And kind of mm-hmm. like, isn't it you get these people that you don't really know that are like, so what happened? Why did you get divorced? And I'm like, OK, well, I'm not I could be freaked out because I don't know these people asking. But at the same time, again, I live a life of where I'm in the public. And so I get a lot of open-ended questions about, about my marriage. So tell me a little bit about like what's, what happened leading up to your divorce? Like what made you, what led you to divorce? When did you know it was over? Hmm. Man, this is hard because this is something I am not as much like you and I do filter the fuck out of my world a lot like I post stuff that's happy but I usually don't fluff it yeah the highlight reel the highlight reel so I I did the same I didn't I mean I just didn't I just like did it change my name on Facebook that was it um so I knew I knew like the, the, I knew on April 6th. Of, oh, you have yeah. the exact date. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Well, if you, I mean, feel free to divulge if you don't, then that's actually, fine. Actually, I say that I actually knew on Thanksgiving the year, like that, that Thanksgiving before, because my ex-brother-in-law called me a bitch in my own house and my, oh, yeah, yeah, it was, it was no, bad. It was, it no. was, uh, it was just about not having my back. And I think that that's something I'm super sensitive to now, but well, duh. I mean, that's, that's why we're such great friends is because we're fucking ride or die. Ride or die. <laughs> <laughs> we're so cool. Yeah. Um, no, I, I agree with that. I mean, I think that even though we are badass bitches that own our shit, um, you know, women in general need security in a relationship. So if you're with a guy that doesn't have your back, 
what what is even the point? Exactly. So sorry to to no, interject on you. that, but oh, yeah, God, okay. So so he called you a bitch. You didn't feel like he didn't, didn't. My ex you didn't feel like Chad yeah. had your back. Yes, okay. exactly. He didn't have my back, and uh, it was it was it was you know a trigger. But uh, so at that moment, I realized like he he wasn't like he wasn't ever going to he wasn't ever going to put me first. But you try you want him to put you first, and then it kind of becomes like you would do anything for him to put you first. Anyway, do you feel like then you act out to see as a test if he will? Because I do that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm like, hey, there's not a problem. Let me create one. Yeah, no, just me. No? Yeah. Okay. Okay. But good. then you're dramatic, and you. I was probably in a lot of ways, but at the same time, like I wanted some, I wanted to see some kind of passion. I wanted to see that he would fight or care. Fight you do, you. You, yeah. Oh God. I get that. Dang it. That is true. Triggered. <laughs> <laughs> Counselor. <Heather. laughs> um, but I think that, I think that the, we, we tried counseling and we, we, it, 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 our divorce was really amicable and we had a couple of like events that were less than pleasant and awful. But bottom line was, is we went to counseling. We tried really hard, but Harry, I love Harry. And that was his, like, like it was legit. His name, my counselor. Oh, okay. Harry. I was like, which one? I forgot. I didn't know if we were fake naming somebody. I was like, I don't fucking know who Harry no, is. I used to get Harry hangovers after we would talk. Anyway, okay. Harry. Got it. A lot. He, he retired. He's not available anymore. But uh, really? he was amazing. And the mo- actually, I take that back. So I've told you two other times I knew it was over. But the actual moment that I knew I was going to be getting divorced was when Harry told me that Chad, mm-hmm. Chad wasn't trying to hurt me, that just who <laughs> he was sucked. No, uh, no, really. He I, think I remember this story. Yeah. yeah. That, that Chad was doing things that obviously were detrimental, like that were deal breakers that were so hurtful to me, but he wasn't trying intentionally to try to hurt me. Who he was just pissed the fuck out of me. So basically- We just did. It was trying to to fit a square peg into a round hole. Okay. He wasn't trying (laughs) to hurt you. Yeah. That's just who he was. Yeah. And that was like that aha moment where I realized I don't have to hate this son of a bitch. That's fair. Who okay, he that's a is good perspective. just sucks and I can accept. No, I'm teasing. I, I'm mm. just saying that because I should say I'm teasing, but I'm really being honest here. Yeah. Yep. I mean, we can always get John to bleep out certain things like he just bleep, 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 bleep. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. But honestly, I, I mean, what's crazy about that situation is that when when we actually got divorced after we got divorced it was very amicable it was it wasn't it wasn't dramatic like we just realized at that point like we didn't know each other long enough to to know what was right or like we we just didn't know what he, we we didn't want the same path paths for our lives understandable and i respect that so so basically you had uh, an amicable divorce after realizing that he just was not your person. Yeah. That's fair. Um, because, I mean, I feel like you were still young. Even so, though, I mean, yeah. it, it was all of my 20s. You were still young. Not that I'm jaded. No, you're not jaded. I'm teasing. I, I relived them but in that, my 30s. But that's a good question. So do you feel like you're going to get married again? Do you feel like Ooh, that will... I know, Damn right? you. That is so heavy. Damn. 
drop Damn. the bomb. I mean, Damn. if you need to, go ahead and take another drink <laughs> of your white claw. I have a couple. Um, yeah, just keep going. Mm. I'll talk for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, because I feel like there's a lot of men and women out there that get divorced and they're like, I'm never going to do this shit again. Um, I don't want a contract anymore. Like, I don't want marriage for the contract. I don't want to sign a piece of paper to say I got married, which makes it really great because I have this freedom because I have kids. I've been divorced, so I don't need marriage. I don't need kids to feel fulfilled. Um, so I, but I also am like a hopeless romantic and I want a partner for the rest of my life. And so marriage makes sense. And I would love I, I want to be, yeah, I want to get, oh, oh, bad at my bad ass independent self will say, yeah, I want to get, God, I can't even get it out without, um, yeah. You can, go ahead, take your I time, do. girl. Uh-huh. Take your I, time. No, real life. I, yeah, I want to get married one day. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I'm going to act well, like a counselor and give you a moment because I feel like, you know how in counseling you say something and it sounds kind of questionable, right? So then you just don't say anything. You're just like, so <laughs> how do you feel about that? How, this like, is what I do. Tell me, tell me what emotion you feel whenever I say this word. Uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. You ready for it? I'm going to say it. Marriage. Losers. Commit, <laughs> commitment. Dude, I'm breaking out in this moment. She, I think she is sweating. I am. We're gonna I, am. Moment I can't commit. I can't commit. You it's are, hard. You are the most commitment I've had in the last five I'm years. Pro- Honestly, I saw an article on Facebook not too long ago, and I was like, yes, like this is, this is the answer. And it talked about these Asian women. Do you know which, do you know what I'm talking about yet? Uh-uh. Okay. So it was an article that said five retired Asian women bought a mansion together. Yes. Okay. Sold. Single, living their best life. Yep. And if you clicked on it, cause I did, duh, <laughs> got me. I clicked on it cause the internet's always true. And it talked about how, um, you know, they lived together. They, it was fulfilling. They, they were best friends. And of course there's always that element. Cause you're, there's going to be girls here. They're like, well, what about the dick? Like sometimes I need the D. It'd be amazing wings. They just wings order the, the D like pizza. Yes. They just have the D delivered. Like, okay guys, it's D time Wednesday. Oh my gosh. Let's spill the D. Let's do it. <laughs> just send, send it. it. <laughs> So I just, I feel like that might be the solution here. Um, But I'm kind of like you though, like as much as I want to, I don't know, this could go both ways. Part of me is like, yes, I could see myself living in a mansion with all my best friends and having fun. But then the other part is like, I yearn for that, like, man figure that's going to give me that relationship security that's going to take care of me that's going to be okay with if he's not going to wipe my butt when I can't wipe my own butt he's going to hire the best person that can the hottest male nurse the hottest male nurse because he knows that that's what will make me happy yeah um and you know I don't know if that stems from just my natural being a woman or if it's from my like childhood of abandonment but I just really I yearn for that connection I I I don't think that I think that that's like what everyone deep down wants. I, I that's a partner, like companionship. I, you know how big of issues I can't call a boy my boyfriend. Mm. I can't say it. That that I can't even say it out loud. He is a boy that is my friend until 
I don't know. I don't, I can't ever say that a boy is my boyfriend. I, I like it's, I have commitment issues. However, deep down, I want a partner. So let's say you're I dating. I want the same thing. Let's say you're dating somebody and you just hit the three month mark. Oh God, you know, that's my kill time. I know that's why that's I said my that. Kill time. I know, right? Three months. That's three months. when all the flirty, fun feelings are mm-hmm. there. And then the serious shit it happens serious about because, three months. Because guys, boom. guys these days, when you're women in our age, because you know, when you're in your twenties and you're a woman, you're, you're not really sure what you want. You're very insecure. So when you start dating a guy, you commonly say, so what are we? What are we? <laughs> are we, are we boyfriend, girlfriend? Like, when are we going to be committed? Like, are we dating exclusively? And then when you're in your thirties, you're dying. You're like, please don't ask you me. You are for that. number three of five, yeah. bitch. Gra- We're at the meat market. Grab a tag, bitch. You're number yep. three fourteen. You got a you. lot of people ahead of you. Okay, got a lot of meat to check out first. So I just <laughs> too much. <laughs> I just feel like in our thirties, like it's not so much of when are we exclusive? It's more of finding that connection that you can actually see a partner in. And there's just not a lot of good guys out there. So anyway, Mm -hmm. backtracking. Okay. You're with the man of your dreams. He's giving you everything you could ever want. Y'all are doing Mm -hmm. laundry every single night. And if you missed the last episode, I'm not even going to give you the answer to it. You just have to go back and listen to it. You're doing laundry every single night together. It's explosive. It's amazing. He's everything you've ever hoped for. Three months in, he's like, Mary, I just, can we have, can we have a conversation? I just want to ask if, uh, you'll be exclusive with me and uh, make a commitment to me to allow me to be your boyfriend. And I think I just said like five of your trigger words. What would you respond I with? I am in cold sweats in this moment right now. I can see that. I'm going to have another drink. Go for it. I've I mean, got issues. I get it. Well, I mean, we all have issues. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you are triggering well, away. Be real. Um, um, but yeah, um, you no. respond to that. I mean, if you were say, if, if, if if it was all, I don't oh. I would say that that's what I long for. I just, It you know, sounds nice. It sounds nice, but it, is it that realistic? Is it nice? It the three, like, I mean, no, there are situations at three months where it's all great. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I suck at this. I'm like, it's fine. I am like the girl version of Peter Pan. I think that this is where me and you are opposites. And we've had this conversation before because you're the commitment phobe. I'm I'm the, I'm the like, I see you on my bumble and I'm like, Ooh, would he make a good husband? Like I immediately am like, could I see myself with you forever? You know, and I'm looking at you have tall socks on with you're like, you're wearing a, a hat skinny on your tie. You have a skinny tie <laughs> and you drive a Tesla. You're out. <laughs> Negative. Next. It's a no for me. So, and for me, it's like, I think I am driven out of like my fear of being alone mm-hmm. because, you know, childhood stuff, which we'll talk and, about later. But and I'm, I am driven out of the it. fear of someone suffocating me. Exactly. And I'd almost rather be suffocated just because I'd feel that like, okay, at least I'm not going to die alone situation. But the good thing is with us being best friends and you being with me on my mm-hmm. journey I've watched you. You've watched me. I've watched you. You were married. Uh, 
Okay, so... You were married whenever I met you. Like, yes. Like, we lived in the same neighborhood. We lived in the same neighborhood. We didn't even know it. Oh, God. We would probably both still be married. So, yeah. Let's talk about that. Because, because I remember sitting with you, because mm-hmm. this was after we met. I was still married. And I remember sitting with you... At the usual. At the usual. And talking to you about how my marriage was falling apart and if you know me I am I was like marriage on point I'm gonna make it work blah 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 and um and we were at the bar and I was like it is it is over like for me I knew my marriage was over whenever well I guess it was a couple things so first off and I talked about this in the first episode whenever I talked about you know everything about me and growing up you know, I went back to nursing school and I remember having a distinct conversation with the ex. I'm just going to call him the ex because that works out great. Um, I had a conversation with the ex about how I wanted to pursue nursing because my degree in interdisciplinary studies, which if you know the <laughs> definition of that degree, please share I can't it because nobody make up my does. mind what I want to be when I grow up. Yeah. Let's just put it all together. And yeah. like, you know, yes. So I told him, you know, I want to pursue nursing. I really feel like that's the direction I need to go. His response of, well, his response was, you'll do it until it gets hard. And I don't know where that came from. Oh, fuck him. But the funniest Sorry, thing about that kidding. is, but you no. know, I grew up with everybody thinking that I wasn't going to achieve things. So what he didn't realize, you know, jokes on him, is that by him telling me that I would quit when it got hard was actually very motivating. And I graduated with like a 3.7. you're a bad bitch. Bad bitch. Um, I won't deny that. And then whenever I, again, uh, talked about this the first episode, whenever I went to training to start the beginning process of opening the Brautini Bar, I asked him because, you know, when you're in a marriage, you want to ask for, you know, big investments on things. I asked him, you know, what his thoughts were on me going to training for cosmetic tattooing. And his response was, what woman is ever going to trust you to do their face? I can't. And now I'm like, jokes on you, Jokes on you, Because the funniest thing about that is, you know, he's in a position where he has to network with everybody in Fort Worth. And as soon as people realize his name, because we still have the last name, and and I'm going to defend this for a second. I still have my married name because I made that man everything that he is today, and I earned that last name. So I'm going to keep it. Thank you. Um, until you find happily until ever after. Until I find the next one, because it's a lot of work to change names, too. Um, but the funny thing is he has to network with so many people in Fort Worth. And the minute that he meets with these guys who are most of the time they're they're with their wives during these meetings, uh, once they know that he is X da 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 Finks, they're like, oh, my God, are you related to Heather Finks? Oh, my God, I Ella. follow her and she does da 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 da. And so I can only imagine his response is probably at this point he's like, yes, I don't know. You know, yeah. like that gives me joy. It's the little things in life. Well, I'm not going to lie. I know that the, I'm going to I'm going to say uh, like I remember you had talked to, like you were having issues and I was like, Heather, it's it's ugly. Yes. Like you really need to stop and think about this. Think about your kids. Think about how it's going to affect them. Like it's not all rainbows and sunshine. The yes. grass is not always greener. But then that one day that you're talking about at the usual, we sat there and you said, I am done. And I was like, okay, Ooh, at this point, I, I know you're really yeah. done. 
But ironically, a few weeks before that, we had been at a dinner and in Dallas and your person, exploit person, the ex, what, and you know, I was a fan, like I, I, I adored it. Like I always, You're my say, I, girl. I'm and always going to be your hype. I'm always going to love the people you love, hate them whenever you hate them. I think that's the biggest rule in girl code yeah. is love, you hate the boys them. when they hate them. You love the boys when the, the, your Amen. friend loves them. Amen. That's the way you have to be. But uh, because it doesn't really affect you. Exactly. Even if they're pieces of shit, like you, what if the, the person support loves them, your friend support, like exactly. it's, it doesn't affect, like just be supportive. It's already Ooh. hard enough on them that they have to exactly. live with a douchebag. <laughs> and point out when they're a douchebag, whenever they think they're a douchebag. Exactly. But hold that shit in whenever they are badly in love with them. Yes. Is that? I agree. Fair? No, 100% agree with that. So one of the douchebag moves I've got to say where I lost every bit of respect was at a dinner and I was so proud. Like we were kicking ass and taking names. Mm -hmm. I know you I know. I remember this. Yeah. I know this. We're not even good at Yes. We were on point and I was sitting next to your ex and he, I was like, you have to be so proud of her. She is doing, she's, she is kicking some ass. Like, look at, like, look at her. She's doing so, uh, you have to be so proud. And he was like, yeah. And he immediately started talking about himself. Like he was incapable of giving you any credit. And I knew in that moment, like, mm -hmm. right? So when did you, so when, when was it? I know you talk about like telling me when you knew it was, but what, what were the specific things that made you know that it was done? So for me, I feel like, okay, so we got married. I'll, I'll do my backstory. We got married at 24. And I, again, I talked about this in the first episode. I did massage therapy for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so Another episode coming of untold stories in the massage room. <laughs> it's going to be good. Stay tuned. Um, so I'm, I actually met Brandon. He was a client for the, he was a first time client got a massage. This is sound, this is going to sound dirtier than what it really oh my is. Gosh, I don't think I knew this. <laughs> I know it's, it's not as like sexy as it sounds. Came in, got a regular massage. And then as he left, all the other girls that worked in the building, this sounds like a <laughs> brothel. <laughs> it really does. It That's does fine. sound like that. That's we can call it that. I mean, it could be. That's no fine. judgment here. Yeah, that's fine. So all the other girls were like waiting outside. And as he walked out, they comment, they complimented him, commented on how cute he was. And so he had asked me out and my response was, well, I don't date clients. So he never saw me again, but he continued having conversations with me. Very persistent man. Uh, so I will give him that. So we dated. That is the thing. It persistence is key. I mean, it really works. Sometimes you're like, I don't want to date this guy. And then they like keep going. You're like, fucking fine. I'll go on a date with you. And then you get married. Like, how, I don't know how that happens. Or but anyway, or they knock <laughs> shit happens. Right. So anyways, I digress. We got engaged eight months later, got married. And I really feel like he was never really my person. But I was so insecure growing up. And a lot of that did have to do with how I was raised in a very poor environment, had a baby at 15. I didn't feel like I had a lot of options out there that would accept me with a child. Because, you know, when you're young, you're naive. Like, 
now I know like I can have 5,000 kids and there's still going to be guys that are like, Hey girl, what's up? Yeah. Do you really though? So that's another exactly. topic we're going to get on yeah, this later. For sure. Cause I'm going to school you on this. Absolutely. So you're a bad bitch. I feel like, yeah. And I'm still working on, you know, this, yep. I'm still working on it. So anyway, we get married and I won't divulge too much about him because I will say he's, he's a decent person. He just was not the best person for me. We had and he's a great dad. Well, well, well I'm going to throw this dad. out there because I don't want to bash. Yeah. Amazing father. Horrible um, person in a lot of ways. Not a great spouse, but he's a great father. Yes. Um, so, I mean, we struggled our entire marriage, but I think, you know, we're both very competitive. And I think that that played into our marriage. Like we were like, we're going to make this work. Um, but whenever I started Brautini bar and he doubted me, it ended up being very successful. And then he wanted to start a business and everything was always an argument of who could be better, who could do it better, who sucked. And if you did suck, I'm going to throw it in your face. And then I'm going to remind you that you sucked at it for a really long time. But you both did that. We both did that. And I used to be that person where I was like, oh yeah, he's the narcissist. But looking back, we Neither one of us were meant to be with each other, at least at that time. Because if you would have only known Harry, Harry would have told you he mm -hmm. wasn't a fucking horrible dick to piss you off. It's just who he it's is. It's just who he is. <laughs> and same goes for me. It's yeah. not that I'm trying to demasculate him or disrespect him. It's just who I am and my expectations of a man are... I, I want you to provide security. I look for you to be the man in the relationship. I want you to wear the pants, even if I'm independent at work. And so you're in your place. Exactly. But the ex had issues with like, well, why do you want me to tell you I love you? Why do I, I need to hold, hold your hand? Why do I need to be the one that says I love you? Why don't you do these things? Why do I have to be the one to give you security? And I'm just like, I mean, I don't know because you have a penis. But again, like we can talk about this all day. And he was not willing to work on any of it. No, no, no. neither were you well, though. He, I say that you, tried. neither one of you, neither say, one of you were, y'all didn't we go. You just, neither one of you went together. And that, right. that, I think that that's the biggest part of this, this conversation is don't try to force a square peg in a round hole. Exactly. So I think, I think we tried. And so the moment for me was after I finished getting my master's degree, at this point, we had the twins. And if you, again, if you listen to the first episode, and if you haven't, please do so, because this will make a lot more sense. After we had the twins, I slept in the nurse, uh, our, our nursery, because Brandon said he had to work. Ooh, can we bleep that out? Okay, thank you. <laughs> Chad. <laughs> uh, the ex. We're just bleeping out a name. Don't worry about it. You've actually kind of said his name like six times. God. So, uh, oh, shit. Really? I, I think it's, it's, it's a subconscious thing. It's going to have to stay. It's fine. It's fine. I think it should be. It is what it is. This is real. I mean, that just teaches you men. If you fuck up, you could be a... John. You, you could be a real name on a podcast. <laughs> you might be on the next episode of Sex, Love, and Injectables. Mm, um, otherwise so that's known fair. as The Shit Show. That's fair. We're not, we're not slandering. We're just talking factual information. Um, so anyway, for me, you're sweating. Why are you sweating? I think I'm just oily. I really <laughs> no, no, no. You're, you're, uh, I don't like sweat. A, you, you're, you're, uh, it's, is it? this is some heavy stuff. I think my oil glands are just overproductive. Yeah, not really. Um, I'm, you're moving your hair and 
Oh, I'm, seeing, I'm completely like, it's flustered. It's like it's, I, I'm when flustered. you were talking about me and my commitment issues, yes, this, this is, is, this is, yeah. this is a lot because you care. I, I care. I'm a caring person. So anyway, I, you know, after we had our babies, there were, there were issues with me sleeping in the nursery because he had to work, even though I worked full time and he did it. A lot of things came off as selfish, even though I will say I'm, I'm also selfish, but the breaking point for me was sleeping on the couch for a mm. really long time. And, you know, mm-hmm. and I will say, girls, we do this. Like we we run off to the bedroom and we'll say like, da 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 get into an argument, run off to the bedroom. Slam and the we door. Slam the door. And we look for the guy to come chasing after us, Absolutely. right? This was the first relationship I've ever been in where he never chased after me. And so when I went to the couch, I was, I was, begging in my head for him to come after me, like come to bed. And I will say he did on a couple of occasions, but also I'm stubborn. So I'd be like, no, I'm sleeping on the couch. Yeah. But yeah, that's really fucked up because you do want that. But then whenever they give you that, then you, then you're like, no, like that's, I don't know why we do that. So, you know, he did, he, he tried for a couple of times, but then it got to the point where I just would go on the couch and he would go into the bedroom and he would shut the door. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the breaking point for me was whenever a name was called to my oldest daughter in a derogatory manner. And that was the breaking straw for me. Um, And, and I will say it like, I'm going to be, I'll be very authentic and real on this too, because I know that, you know, a lot of, a lot of people have asked me like, when did you know? Why yeah, did that's it happen? Big, my biggest question. Da, 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 da. Okay, so for me, this. When do you know it's done? When do you know it's done? So, you know, I had been sleeping on the couch for a long time. Um, there was a weekend that he took the kids to his parents' lake house for the weekend. He wanted me to go, and I was just like, I just, I just want a weekend. You know, and moms okay. know this. I want a mom moment. A mom moment. Like I want to be by myself. Bubble bath, wine, bubble bath, and- wine. Hang out with girlfriends. And so me and my girlfriend went out and, um, I will say I ran into a guy that, um, was very handsome and, you know, danced with me on the dance floor. Uh, nothing, nothing crazy had happened, but he had told me how beautiful I was and, you know, fed me sweet nothings. And that implanted the seed in my brain of, I've, I've not heard a compliment of this nature in a really long time from the person that I want to hear it from the, the most. most. And you don't ever stop wanting exactly. to hear that. Exactly. And, and so I approached him the next day and said, Hey, um, I, I didn't betray you, but this conversation happened. It just made me realize that I think that we're off track and we need to work on it. Yeah. And so, uh, we tried counseling and did counseling for a couple sessions uh, it got was to that whenever you got cold? Okay, sorry I no, to interject. No, 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 go ahead. Is this a whoredom situation? Not yet. Okay, no. Not way. yet, not yet. Okay, so, you know, I was still sleeping on the couch. We were doing counseling. He, you know, was, we were both in the probably the worst states of our lives, but he was drinking a lot more. And when he drank, he got really ugly. Like he would say things that would just cut you. And, um, and so it got to the point where I was like, you got to go, you need to leave. And that's when we separated and we continued to do counseling. Um, nothing was really getting better. And so for me, I, I, just, I remember I just you knew. wanted it. You wanted it. You wanted it to get better so badly. I wanted it to get better so, so bad. And it got to the point to where I knew I had to tell him that it was time for the divorce. 
I went into a parking lot, mm-hmm. wrote down everything I needed to say and planned to tell him during our last counseling visit, waited for him to finish, you know, venting about how awful <laughs> I was. And when the counselor, you know, asked for my response, cause I remained silent. I was trying to just amp myself up. I read word for word what I wrote to myself and his response to the counselor was, okay, um, can you just let us know like how quick and easy we can get this over with? Um, what's the best way to do this? So, and she obliged, like, she was like, this is what you do, blah, blah, blah. I felt like I couldn't breathe. Like I was like, oh my God, what did you just do? We rode down the elevator. I go to my car. I see him walking to his truck. I'm like, please come to my car. He comes in and I'm like, I don't, I don't even know what just happened. And he just looked at me and said, mm-hmm. you'll be, you'll be fine. Ah. You'll be fine. You're pretty. You'll move on quickly. And it was at that moment that, because I never really was prepared to tell him that I wanted a divorce. No. But it was at that moment that I knew that I made the right decision. Ugh. And, and like you said, very amicable. We ended up, uh, at that point we went to a bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, wrote our decree on a bar napkin that consisted of don't be a dick, no yeah. child support, you know, treat that's, each other fairly. And that's ironic for both of us. Neither one of us have ever received child support. Yeah. Like that, we don't, we, like I don't a, want it. That was 50, it was, we do 50-50. Yeah. I don't want it. I don't need it. Yep. Um, you know, if we have 50-50, then if there's something that, um, you know, where the kids are in an extracurricular or whatever, half and half. Yeah. And the the good thing about my marriage in hindsight is that we did have everything separate bank accounts everything was separated mm-hmm. so it was literally like one two three divorce and that kind of fucked us up a little bit too because we were like well this was so easy i remember Should telling you just go through with you're, this? you're just being passive and you're wanting out of this and you're wanting it like you're you're thinking that he's going to be a decent well anybody mm-hmm. not just him but you're the and just a decent human yeah and i remember thinking you just uh, just remember, it's it's not gonna always be. <laughs> I was like, it's always it. it's like it's so hard. It's so hard to watch somebody that's your best friend go through something that you know, it, like you, you're seeing it play out, and it, it's heartbreaking. Yeah, no, we're we're never actually prepared for it. Like <gasps> it never. The whole the process was easy, and I actually remember um, because whenever you do it amicably, whenever you do it with one attorney, all you do is sign the paper and then you have to wait 60 days Mm -hmm. in Texas. And then, and then you have to sign the papers. And I remember, you know, I remember the ex telling me to meet at the attorney's office to go over everything. Mm, And so, so I drove up there. I remember seeing his truck there. I didn't realize that he was going to be there as well. Came I was in. on the phone with you when you were talking. Oh, it was oh, yeah. so awful. So we go in, and this is how fucked up it was. We go into the attorney's office, and he goes through everything. We make some changes just so that, you know, everything is completely 50-50. And so he, go, he goes, okay, I'll be right back. So he has the papers. He puts them down on the desk, mm. and he goes, okay, all, all it needs is a signature. And I, like— in that moment, lost my breath. Like I was like, I didn't know that we were signing today. Mm-hmm. Get so like I go. I'm like, can you give me a moment? Can you like step out of the room so I can have a moment because I can't even breathe right now. So the attorney like slides out the door. Like oh, and here is my like soon to be ex 
who is now consoling me by holding my hand, hugging me while I'm crying, holding his weight. It was the most fucked up situation. I ended up signing it. We left. And actually, we left, went to- I remember. Oh, girl. We went, and I have never (laughs) talked about this to anybody else. We left, went to a bar, the Boiled Owl, I remember, Mm -hmm. went to the bar, had a drink together, cried a little bit, went back to his truck. Yep. Made out for a little bit. (laughs) Wait, wait. I wish we could have the like rewind. Like you made out with your ex on the day that you got divorced. Signed the papers, went back to his truck and made out in the backseat. Questioned like if we did the right thing. And then we both agreed that we did. And it was this, it was sloppy after that because we were both questioning it. Like there were times that like, we he all tried to date. Yeah. We all dated after that. We we never no, actually, we we didn't ever date after that. We had like I went yeah. back to his apartment. We did that laundry. Situations. We did laundry. Yeah. I and and it was it was just not You did that one. I'm gonna stop myself. Right it now. was bad laundry. It was bad laundry because it was just it wasn't there. Like it was almost like we were really trying to like force it re like, OK, what, what's the word whenever somebody's like dead for a, a really long time? Resuscitate. Yeah. But like they've been dead for days. You know? <laughs> that body is dead. It's gone. It is dead stiff and gone. Rigor mortis is set in. <laughs> it's set in. So, yeah. So long story short, like. Here's the thing, because I know there's a lot of women that are listening to this because they have specifically asked about uh, my divorce personally and like when I knew that it was time and how I went through it and how I survived. So here's here's my perspective on it. Even though mine was the most amicable divorce and and if you are somebody that has ever met me, I never say anything bad about my ex, because at this point, what's the point? And we both sucked. Yeah. And and he's like my big thing is. I won't talk crap about my ex. I mean, I don't like, I, and I'm very protective of not yes. talking crap. You've, 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 I, I've wanted to, I've talked about situations, but I won't say bad things because my kids are have him. Well, and think about it. Think about it. The times that you do, you're just wasting energy. Yeah. Like he spend that time. Uh, like, yes, exactly. <laughs> spend that time. Like, working on yourself. Um, so, so again, like to the ladies that are going through it, it, I don't care how amicable it is. It is always difficult. And for me, I'll, I'll say, and you can touch on this too, Mary, for me, the most difficult aspects of divorce are after the divorce, the divorce, um, you know, those first few nights alone are obviously very scary. The, the things that you forgot, that you're the trash that your ex fucking I'm taking real, the like trash fucking out trash can. are you serious the fucking trash can taking the trash such a, yes it is such a chore you don't think about it you don't think about it um and then the other things for me that were very difficult were it, it's kind of like a funeral you know you are yes. invested in this in this person for so long that you get to know their friends and their family mm-hmm. and for me because you, you know ha- his family was his family your was family. My, yeah like for me my friends are my family yeah. and when i was married his family became my family and i didn't realize that i would be losing all of that and mm-hmm. i mean literally all of that like no relationship so for me the hardest hardest parts were holidays yeah. you know which is we, why 
new traditions like Christmas. Christmas. We don't have kids. We go to Vegas. We went, me and you went to Vegas this year for Christmas because it was the first year that our kids were with their dads. And I will say that was the one thing that I did when you were getting divorced. I made you line up your schedule and my schedule for holidays with our kids. That and was, it was so smart. And it was, it was opposite of like normal. So, but I was like, no, you have to get your kids on the, the even or odd, yes. whatever. And so this year was the first year that neither one of us had our kids. And I'm so glad you did that because, you know, when I say friends or family, literally my Thanksgiving was spent with my friends and the kids. And then Christmas was with you in Vegas. And it was so much easier. You showed up way. at the house. Yeah. You showed up at my house. And I was like, I've only cried four times today. How many times? How many times? Cried? 10. I have cried 10 times. It's, it's okay fun. though. And so, we made up for it. And it exactly. was like, it was, it was magical. It was so much fun. And exactly. then we both had Christmases with the kids that were incredible. It was great. It was good. So but you I, have to work through those things. You do. And I'll touch on what you said. The grass is not always greener. And anytime I hear a girl that comes to me like, Ugh, I'm done. I want a divorce. Da, da, da. My thing is, is, are you sure? Because I think in every relationship, you're going to hit this point. Rock bottom. Yeah. Rock bottom is you're going to find it. And if both of you are willing to work on it, you will figure out a way to climb yourself out of that. Yep. Um, but if you're in a situation where the other person is not willing to do that, there comes a point and I'm, I am, I am Christian. Like I had a lot of, I had a lot of battles with this. Okay. I have to talk uh, like I, it, it's necessary because the shame is real, right? Like the shame that women feel or men feel like everybody feels like 51% of the population out there gets divorced. It's very common these days, Extremely. but yeah, it's the most public form of failure out there. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything. John, do you know anything more? public than the failure of divorce? I don't consider it a failure because what it's doing is that you're recognizing what you do want and don't want in life. And I think that if you're okay with that, doing if you're, if you're okay with admitting that something was wrong, because the worst thing is to do is to stay in a marriage that isn't working, that will Amen. never work. I agree with that. So preach. if, I, you know, a lot of people don't believe in divorce and I think that's crap. Now, there's a difference between believing in divorce and just rushing to it mm-hmm. then and not trying because a lot of people don't like to try. Yeah. People think that it should just be easy and that is the farthest from the truth you could ever be. Yeah. So I don't believe that it's a failure. I believe that it is if you've tried on both fronts or well, I guess you can't really try on both fronts. You can only try on yourself because mm-hmm. you can only do you. You can only control yourself. But if you try everything you possibly can and it doesn't work out, then that's just a learning experience. I don't believe in failure that way. So I may be the wrong person to ask. Yeah, because you're perfect, John. Shh. Perfect, John. (laughs) That's really sweet, but no. That is sweet. That's just my, that's my outlook on it. I think that people need to stop looking at it as failure. People, I think that's in life period though. That's where I'm, that's totally where I'm going is we, we all beat ourselves up so much and you can attest this is where I'm like segueing Mm -hmm. into I know where you're headed girl I'm I'm headed here because we can talk about it listen to this John so I'm listening this bit this this bitch right here oh (laughs) okay no but I really say that but she's it it was it was god awful so uh, let me so backtracking just just a small little bit so my point of view is if you're in a situation that is causing you to be miserable He's miserable. You're miserable. 
you nobody is trying anymore. Your kids are suffering. They're seeing you angry. You know, you got to do something. You try count. You tried everything. Okay. What's the point of staying? Because I, I feel like there's more psychological issues in, you know, kids that are in marriages that are miserable. Preach right. It. Thank you. Um, so for me, you know, my peace came from knowing that I did try everything and it did come to a head where we, we just, we just had to split ways. And I think, I think it got to that point so much so that, you know, even the people around us, you know, our family were, were okay with it. Like they knew like every time they're around us, we, it was, yeah, it miserable. was miserable. You could cut the tent. Even the house that I was living in, as soon as you walk through the door, it was just it. bad energy. Um, but talking about the judgment. Yes. Okay. Um, and this is where, you know, I'll talk about this all day because this was an awful experience for it me. Was, it, it's, uh, yeah. But it, it's a great, great topic to talk about because it could help a lot of people out there that feel it as well. So, you know, the Christian women out there, myself included, we feel a lot of pressure to remain married because. Is, uh, till death do us part, right? Yeah. Um, let no man destroy what God has put together. Yeah. And so, you know, we try and try and try. So uh, part of the counseling that, you know, me and my ex undertook was at church with our, our pastor and his wife. And um, after we were divorced, I distinctly remember having a meeting. Wait, with, pause. With I've got to take a drink of the water. I'm sorry. No, we, you're we fine. Pause. Because yep, this no, shit, you have got to listen to what mm-hmm. this this is what's wrong with America. It, it's a, it's a, it's a situation. So, you know, we had, we, we had multiple meetings with the pastor's wife after the divorce, she approached me and was like, you know, how are you guys doing? And I actually was, was kind of excited. I told her, Hey, you know, we, we called it. I feel freedom. I feel like I can breathe again. We did it very amicably. We plan to be, you know, as, as good of co-parents as we possibly can be. Um, you know, da, 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 da. we tried everything. I feel at peace with it. And she was like, are you sure that you tried everything? And I'm like, well, I mean, I'm pretty sure I tried everything. I mean, I just wish that you guys did it. Da, 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 da. And I was like, well, you know, I, I appreciate your opinion on this. I really, really do. I know it's coming from a good place. Um, but I feel like, you know, God accepts me for the decision that I made because ultimately I feel like he wants us to be happy and, and we tried everything. And so Part something something that happens quite frequently after divorce is women bounce into relationships pretty quickly because you know they're not used to being alone, and myself included. I jumped into a relationship where I was dating a guy that he was amazing, and um, you shout know out. for shout out uh, dated for you know several months, and a couple months into it, I brought him to church the place where you can go and not be judged. Not any judgment. You shouldn't be judged, right? No, you shouldn't. And they should preach that because, you know, thou shalt not cast the first stone. Amen. Right? Um, so anyway, so I ran into the pastor's wife again, and uh, and this was after I brought uh, the other guy to church. And you brought another guy to church. I had him to church. It was, uh, it was definitely not something that she agreed with because she then proceeded to ask me if I was intimate with him. And like I said, guys, I'm an open book. I don't really care what people think about me. Um, but I also, I guess I say that, but I do take it to heart sometimes. And so I, I told her, I was like, well, I mean, we've, we have been dating for several months and I am weak sometimes. So yes, we have been together. And at this time is laundry. Yes, I did. And 
you know, and you told the preacher's wife that you did laundry. With yeah. Him. And, and I was like, and he's great at it, you know, like <laughs> I'm not mad at it. Um, and so whenever I talked to her about this at this time, me and my oldest child were kind of fighting a little bit more. My older, my older daughter is 18 and she is just like me. And that's kind of why we fight. Amazing. We're like me versus me. And moms can relate. Um, So anyway, her response to me telling her that I was being intimate with somebody else was, how do you expect your daughter to respect somebody that is actively sinning by being intimate with somebody not in marriage? And I was like, I mean, because the mm. <laughs> I was like, first of all, because the Bible says that you should obey your parents first off, if we're going to be quoting Bibles, <laughs> Bible verses. Um, but second of all, I was like, um, because I'm going, I mean, there's a lot of things that I can come back with, but I was, I was so dumbfounded were, yeah. that I was like, you know what? Nope. I don't, Tell the next I don't part. know. The next part, the next this part, go it. do it, do it, do I'm, it. I'm on it. Sorry. Nope. Nope. I know exactly. Cause this is. This is the pivotal moment. Insane. So I, you know, I kind of just went with it because I was really just so dumbfounded that this had turned into this. So I was like, you know, I don't, I don't know. And she goes, you know what? I really think that you might have the spirit of whoredom on you. And I was like, come again. Whoa. I was like, the spirit. I was like, of whoredom. I was like, what did you just say to me, Hodom? Um, no, she was like spirit of whoredom. And I'm like, first of all, can't we call it something nicer? Like, isn't Jezebel in there? And Jezebel's like more promiscuous in that name. Like, why does it have to be whoredom? Why does it have to be whoredom? Whoredom. I don't. So I went the home. The spirit of whoredom. And that has still like, haunted that has you. still haunted me it's, to this it's day. It's absolutely mind boggling how, like, it, it. it's just sad and it's awful and it's, uh, this is what I long to do for other women out there is it's not whoredom. It's called life. And it's not, and it's not, there's, you should not be tormented. Well, like and you're it, both in church. Big, like big picture wise. Let's, and, let's look at, and let's also rewind the fact that I know how wonderful of a human being that that human is. So it's, it's hard for me for anyone to say, like say that you have the spirit. Spirit of whoredom. So, and I almost dressed like the spirit of whoredom for Halloween after that, just for, you, you know, but it'd be, what is it called whenever you like make fun of stuff like that? It's, uh, uh we'll have to, Google I don't know. It. We'll have to Google it. It's, uh, John? I don't know. We'll come, we'll, to- we'll come back to that. Yeah. I don't know. Whenever people make fun of things in the Bible. Oh, I don't know. You know what I'm talking about? Blasphemy. Thank you. Oh, yeah. It would be a blasphemous statement. It would be blasphemous. Ooh. I mean, Thank you. Yes. So, you know, the whole purpose of telling this and talking about this is that for me, I feel like there should not be an environment of judgment for women Mm -mm. Um, because I do. I get a lot of women that come to me very regularly because I am so open about my life that, you know, come to me in discretion to talk about, you know, how their marriage is failing. If, you know, when when I knew that I wanted to get a divorce and if they should get a divorce. And my answer is always the same. It's, you know, I can't give you the answer. I can tell you that no matter, no matter if your 
uh, divorce is easy or the most difficult one of your life, life after divorce is very, very difficult. And that's why I wanted to do this segment called Divorce and Ready to Single, because I don't feel like there's very many uh, platforms that people can go to that are going through divorce where you can learn about what life looks like and how you can prepare for it mentally, physically, emotionally. And so, you know, Mary is my soul sister and Probably obviously professional divorcee. I am I love I'm, I'm, I'm getting I'm gonna, to be that. I love that badge. I like professional it. Professional divorcee. And so, you know, we 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 want to talk to you guys and and I hope that you provide us with some good feedback letting us know and and letting myself know, you know, if if you are divorced, tell us, you know, how you got there and feel free to, you know, send it anonymously if you feel more comfortable doing so at hcelest86 at gmail.com. Um, but, you know, this segment is to talk more openly about it so that it's not so taboo because it ha- shit happens. It's 51% chance likely that your marriage might fail. Does that mean I support it? No, I want you to succeed in your marriage. But... If it's between succeeding in your marriage or being fucking happy, succeeding in your marriage and miserable versus being happy, I'd rather you be happy and then we'll figure out the rest because I guarantee there's another guy out there that can treat you better Amen. than the one that you're with before. So, or 25. Yes. Guys that can treat you better. Yes, yes, yes. So I've never once regretted it. I I, like there hasn't been one moment like I've longed for my family and it's torn me apart to see my kids go through stuff like that's horrible. But I also like if you ask my kids about why their parents got divorced, they will tell you that their dad snored too loud. I like it. Um, And (laughs) ironically, but there have been moments that have been very painful just in regard to like me missing my family being put together. However, like I don't haven't one second thought, Oh, I wish I wouldn't have gotten divorced. I wish I could have just, no, I, I was. So I think that if you get to the point where you can't imagine a life moving forward with someone, it's time to walk away before and before and know that sometimes that the, puzzle pieces just don't fit like two humans you can try to put them together you can try to work it out but they sometimes just don't go together exactly and like my mother told me and you guys know I don't really have a great relationship with her but sometimes she says things where I'm like okay money um divorce is hard but being in a miserable marriage is even harder and I 100% believe that so we're definitely going to have um I really feel like this should be a regular thing where we talk about this because I do. I want to talk about like other things. Oh, like, like first girlfriend after divorce. Ooh. We, yeah, we don't. We don't she wasn't that. ready. See you next Tuesday. <laughs> Shout out. Um, so, so yes, we're going to definitely talk more about this. Uh, but in the meantime, I do hope that you guys are enjoying these episodes. We're on episode three now. We plan to be doing this when we're 85, maybe 87. I don't know. It's a good um, excuse to drink claw. Exactly. So if you're enjoying these podcasts, please take the time to leave a review. Reviews are so important for podcasts. They help us move up. And even if it's not a great review, just leave one so that I know how I can do better for you guys. Make sure you share it. Whatever. I am the best friend. So I get to say, don't fucking leave a shitty review. Leave a great <laughs> review and tell her how much of a badass she is because Genuinely, 
so thankful to be your best friend. So thankful you have my I back. I love you. And you really are a badass. Thank you. What, John? What? Oh, yes. And please follow me on Instagram at injector underscore Heather. Um, I post a lot of stuff that I think, I don't know. I think I'm funny, right? Most Sometimes. of the time. I believe most men will tell you that you are even when you're not. Thank you. Please do. Because it makes me feel better. John. John. You are funny. All right, guys. Well, we look forward to seeing you for the next episode of Sex, Love, and Injectables. Have a good day. And stay tuned. We'll see you next time. Send it.